If money affects your life in any way, Money Making Sense will talk about it. Be financially healthy, wealthy, and wise. Here's your host, Heather Kelly. Welcome to Money Making Sense, the show that talks about all things money. Today, we're going to talk about how you can shop on a budget because... Let me tell you, right now, my pocketbook is hurting every time I go to the grocery store. Joining me today is Tony Okamoto. She is the author of the cookbook, Plant Based on a Budget. So welcome to the show, Tony. Thank you so much for having me. I'm very excited to chat with you today. I know everybody, no matter just going to the grocery store and seeing every single time I check out, and buy the same things week after week, the cost just keeps going up and up and up, and it hurts. So what are you recommending to help people save money when they're at the grocery store? You are so right. I am a sticker shocked myself when I go to the grocery store these days. And what I have found is sticking to whole food ingredients like lentils and beans and rice really cuts down the cost. Because when I'm especially looking at the cost of eggs or the cost of meat, it gets really pricey. And I've done extensive research on all the different types of cookbooks that are budget focused, not just vegetarian. But I have found one thing in common with all of them is eating less meat. Maybe if you're doing a meatless Monday or uh, vegetarian lunches will help cut down your overall grocery bill. That's great because I think a lot of people, as soon as they hear plant-based, there are some people out there that just, you know, put their hand up and they're like, I'm a meat eater. But what you're recommending, at least in some cases, is look, just replace one meal a day even, just the lunch, because that would be pretty easy. You can have bread and avocados, which are very filling and very healthy as well, and some lettuce and tomatoes. And yeah, I'm there. Yes, I actually serve my audience who is primarily, they are primarily meat eaters, about 65% of my audience is just looking to save money and eat healthier. So they still enjoy eating their meat, but also want to introduce a lot of plant-based dishes to their children so that they are nourished. And I have spent 11 years now creating recipes to do exactly that. And what's cool is that you don't really have to eat anything that is far out of your comfort zone. A lot of meals that we love and that are familiar to our families already can have simple swaps. And one of my favorites to feed my meat-loving family They are big taco lovers. And what I've done is used cooked lentils in place of beans. And I cook them up uh, and saute them with the same taco seasoning from the taco seasoning packet. I top them with all the same toppings that we love. I serve them with rice and beans, which are familiar. And they're not thinking about what's inside the, the taco because all of the other things that are usually in the meal are there. The tastes, the textures, the flavors, and it makes it much easier for me not having to hear the grief, uh, (laughs) but also for them because they're getting something that they enjoy and it's much more economical. Right now, lentils are 99 cents per pound and they expand and they are so versatile. Yeah, I haven't weighed this out, but usually a recipe might call for a fourth of a cup of lentils because, again, you they do expand, so you're going to mm-hmm. get more as they cook, similar to rice. But 
a fourth of a cup of lentils is nowhere near a pound. So you can get multiple dishes out of a pound of lentils. Absolutely. And it's cool. When I was on a really tight budget, I used to be in a massive amount of debt. I was living paycheck to paycheck. And what I liked about being able to purchase in bulk was that you could buy as much or as little as you needed. So you can go to the grocery store. Literally, I would bring my measuring cup and use a <laughs> downspout to measure out exactly that one fourth cup that I needed. And it would really keep my grocery costs down so that I could make sure that I'm using everything that I purchased and not have to store things unnecessarily. And most grocery stores will have some sort of bulk food section mm -hmm. now mm -hmm. that's been around for, for quite some time. I know here in Utah, we have Smith's and Harmon's and uh, Winco just came into Utah within the last 10 years or so, so it's still relatively new compared to the other grocery stores that we've had in here. And so I walked into one one time and I got to the bulk food section and it took me an hour and a half just to, because I, first of all, I was in shock. I was like, oh, what is this? <laughs> and walking through and figuring out everything that they had. And I, I knew I was in the bulk food Mecca when I got to the bin that was the powdered cheese that you normally get in the craft macaroni and cheese. Oh yes. <laughs> I mean not and not that I eat that, but I was just like if they sell powdered cheese in bulk, then you like this is it. This is where people need to come. <laughs> it, and this brings me to a really interesting point and and I think it's one that's often overlooked because people shop near their homes or people shop where they think that they will find the food that they enjoy. But Winco is a bit unassuming. It's a big warehouse grocery store. It's not anywhere near my house. It's probably about a 15 minute drive from where I live. Uh, but if I go there once a month and I buy all of the things that I need that are going to keep stored keep in storage really well, like those lentils and beans and rice and onions and potatoes, things that are going to really last throughout the month. I can go do one big order for the month, right? When I get paid and that's going to stretch me the entire month. I'll stock up on things like frozen produce as well. It's much more economical there than it is at Sprouts, which is closer to me. So I like to do that extra a little drive yeah. to place my big order at the grocery store that is super inexpensive in comparison to what's local. So just driving a little bit outside of your your zone yeah. can save you a lot of money. And Winco also, even because you mentioned it's a warehouse, but it doesn't require a membership like Correct. a Costco warehouse would or Sam's Club or something mm -hmm. like that. Now, I know Winco isn't around the entire nation, but there could be other franchises in other parts of the country that are very similar. You don't have to pay for a membership, but that it has that warehouse feel to it and that, so they would have lower prices. Exactly. And if you're an impulsive shopper, like I know many people are, <laughs> I've been guilty of this myself. The, a lot of grocery stores also have delivery or pickup if you spend a certain amount of money. I know that Walmart, for example, has $35 spending purchase minimum before you can come and pick up your groceries. They've already done the shopping. So if you're on a time budget and you 
don't have a lot of energy after work to go through the grocery store store and invest that one hour of time, you can have them do it and pick up your groceries and it stops the shopping impulsive purchases. Yeah. Cause you make out your list ahead of time and then order everything online and then tell them that you'll be there at a certain time. And then, you know, mm-hmm. you do it on your way home, like you were saying, and you just pull up into the parking lot and dial their number and go, okay, I'm here. And they bring it out to your car. Great. All right. We need to take a break. When we come back, we'll go into a few more shopping tips if you're on a budget, because I know there's that you want to talk about looking at the price per ounce of food. Mm. So mm-hmm. we'll be right back with Tony Okamoto. She is the founder of Plant Based on a Budget. Welcome back to Money Making Sense, the show that affects your life in any way money-wise. We're talking about it. Today, we're talking about how do you save money when you're grocery shopping? Because let me tell you, it is hurting everybody everywhere. So joining me is Tony Okamoto. She is the author of the cookbook and also founder of Plant Based on a Budget. Tony, you know, a lot of times we think that, oh, if I buy the larger package of whatever it is, they'll have like a six ounce and they'll have a 14 ounce of something. And the price, you think it's going to be better, but sometimes it's not. That is so right. I know that right when I go into the grocery store, I can see a big giant sign right when you walk in, sale sign. And it's exactly the thing that I'm looking for on my list. We'll say tomato sauce. And I can look and it can, it can seem like a really good deal, but I recommend going to the aisle and looking all around because what we don't realize is that it's paid placement to see things on the end caps or right when you walk in or even at eye level on the aisle. So when you're looking around, you're going to want to scope out the store brand often and check that price per ounce because we're looking for the least expensive price per ounce, not the biggest size that has a a, a good price attached or the smallest size that has a good price yeah attach. And they can really get you to spend more with those packaging sizes. Yeah. I am a vegetarian, by the way, and I buy some fake chicken nugget type things. And every once in a while, they'll come out with a larger package, which they usually sell it for like $8.90. You think, okay, that's a pretty good deal because the smaller packages are for 10. But if you buy two of the smaller packages which comes out to the same ounce wise as the larger package, that's only $8.20. And they're trying to sell me the larger package at $8.90. That's it. That's it right there. Yeah. So you just have to kind of do the math. So it it can take a little bit of time. And I would also say if you buy off brand or the stores brand that you're at, most of the time the products taste the same, especially tomato sauce. I mean, How wrong can you go with tomato (laughs) sauce? And it's so much cheaper in an off-brand. And also, this is an interesting fact that I learned. I got to go to a grocery store's headquarters to learn about all, all the different things regarding that specific grocery store. And one thing that I learned about that private label, which is the store brand, is that sometimes it can be the identical thing that you love. We'll say the tomato sauce. And they just slapped 
the store label on top of it because they get it at a cheaper deal and can profit more off of it. So it can be the identical thing that you love already. Really? With the store brand on it. Yes. No, that I didn't know. You see that a lot at places like Trader Joe's. Trader Joe's, you can taste, oh, I love this soy milk for an example. And it's the same exact soy milk just with the Trader Joe's label on it because they were able to get a cheaper deal and profit more off of it. Wow. Okay. Well, see, now you learn something new. So yeah, it's really not that bad to go off label on many things. So what other tips do you have for shopping and just trying to save money or looking for lower prices? I like to download coupon apps. And I know that couponing is so like, yesterday. And when I was younger, my parents would embarrass me big time. They used to have a big accordion folder and would rifle through it. And they was all organized and hold up the line. People are tapping their feet behind me. And it was so embarrassing. But now all you have to do is while you're at home, you usually download the app of the grocery store that you like. And they clip coupons digitally. And when you get to the register, it's very discreet because all you do is quickly scan your barcode that has all of your digital coupons attached and you're able to save money. And what's cool, extra, extra cool, is that it's not only those big name brands now that have coupons. I've been able to get 10 cents, 15 cents off of my bananas or off of my onions or avocados. And that's awesome because those are things that are going to nourish me and they're going to be healthy for me. And I get them at a discount. And that goes back to your plant-based where it's less expensive to buy those items than meats in a lot of cases. Absolutely. Other things that people don't realize are that you can sometimes negotiate at the grocery store. And I have done this successfully with bananas. Sometimes if there are only brown spotted bananas available, which are fantastic for smoothies or baking or to throw in your pancakes, you can ask for a discount. It's hit or miss. It depends on how good of a day the person in the (laughs) produce section is having. But sometimes I've been able to get them for 25 cents per pound instead of 50 or 60 cents per pound. And that is a deal. And you can buy a bunch of them, peel them and freeze them so that they don't go bad quickly. And you can throw them in their smoothies every day. Wow. Okay. So it's like going into a car dealership. (laughs) Like I'm going to negotiate my groceries. Yes. Yes. (laughs) Okay. Going back to plant-based, what other things should we do? I mean, I know you cater to a lot of meat eaters, but I am a vegetarian and I actually got into being a vegetarian for animal rights and ecology. But now I'm grateful for being a vegetarian because I'm not spending the money on the meats. Every once in a while, I'll buy an egg. I'm not quite vegan in all areas yet, but I don't buy eggs very often. And let me tell you, in the last year, I haven't bought any. I recently saw a dozen of eggs for $6. I could not believe it. I had to stop and take a picture of it because I couldn't believe it. But You're right that there are a lot of economical benefits to eating plant-based. And what I've found is that having the right tools in the kitchen has helped me want to cook at home. Before, I did not have 
anything in my kitchen. I had a lot of hand-me-downs. My parents used my knife set for 20 years before they gave it to me. It took me five minutes to cut a tomato. (laughs) Uh, But now I've invested in a few things and they don't have to be expensive. You can get a good knife at Marshall's or um, Home Goods for five, six, eight bucks. And it'll make the cooking experience much faster. Having a good pot with a lid so that you can steam And if you really have it within your budget, it's the best investment that I've ever made. It's a pressure cooker, an electric pressure cooker. Those tools have really inspired me in the kitchen and made me want to cook more at home. So especially with that pressure cooker, I can have quinoa in five minutes, white rice in five minutes, a whole meal like chili cooked in five minutes. And all while I'm doing laundry. I don't even have to look at it or worry it's going to burn on the stove or catch fire to my house. I can go walk my dog or play with my family and uh, and and still have a, a comforting meal when I'm done. Yeah, I have the uh, device that can work as either a slow cooker or the pressure cooker. So you can do it either way. Although I do find that the slow cooker method on this isn't quite as good as just a just getting a slow cooker. But if you're trying to save money and you don't want a pressure cooker and a slow cooker and spend that money, it's worth it for me for the type of cooking that I do. Yes, it's great to have a multifunctional one. I know that now there are some that are also in addition to the slow cooker, pressure cooker, they're also air fryers. I saw one at Costco recently and was really impressed and it wasn't that much more expensive. So if you are limited on space, you can ask one from Santa, maybe you've been good and can get one of these really nifty contraptions that are amazing tools in the kitchen. We're going to take one more break, and when we come back, we'll go into storage tips, what we can do with all this extra food we may be buying in bulk. So we'll be right back with Tony Okamoto. She is the founder of Plant Based on a Budget. Welcome back to Money Making Sense, the show that talks about all things money. Today we're talking about shopping on a budget because that's really important right now. Joining me is Tony Okamoto, and we have been discussing ways to save money in the grocery store, like looking shopping in bulk, looking at the price per ounce on the shelf, make sure you're really getting the best deal. But let's say I found the best deal, I, I stocked up on everything, especially the bulk foods. I have a small cupboard. I don't even really have a pantry. How am I supposed to store all the stuff I just bought that saved me money? I like to store things in mason jars or peanut butter jars or things like that where I can, they're pretty small and I can stack them on top of each other in my pantry. And for a long time, I had a very old style galley kitchen that had maybe two cabinets for storage, for food storage. And it was rough. So I know what that's like. And I have found that stacking and putting things in smaller storages instead of big containers will maximize the space used. I have a coworker who has six kids and it's he and his wife. So there's eight of them. So when they go to the store, they're buying a ton of stuff all the time and and they do the monthly run to Costco or Sam's Club, whatever it is. And they've taken to like putting some of their stuff, not the perishable items, but like toilet paper, paper towels in one of their showers 
Like they just oh. like they don't even shower in it anymore. It's like the storage area. So I, that sort of defeats the purpose in my mind. I have done something similar in my garage. We only have we have one car and we share it and I've turned part of a wall on the garage. I bought some of those storage units on Amazon and I put bins of extra pastas or extra sauces, cans of tomato sauce, things like that. I store them outside because we don't have a lot of room in our kitchen either. So the struggle is definitely real for storage space, but there are some things that will extend the life of your produce that are great storage tips because I don't know about you, but it is one of the most painful things in the kitchen when you have invested your hard-earned cash into fresh produce and then you don't get to it on time and you have to toss it. That is such a disappointment. Yeah. And you can spare yourself that grief by simply storing it correctly. And my favorite way to store cilantro, which before I started storing it like this, my husband used to call our house the place cilantro comes to die. <laughs> <laughs> I like to store it like a bouquet of flowers. I trim the ends and put it in a cup of water. And then I take that plastic bag or reusable bag and I stick it on top and put it in the refrigerator. And that brings another one week on the lifespan oh, of wow. your cilantro or parsley or even lettuces. Okay. That's really good. Yeah. I like that. Figuring out how your produce should be stored properly is a big one because I actually have an onion sitting on my countertop that I just noticed the other day that it started sprouting green oh. tendril. I'm like, oh, well, I can't use that anymore. Fortunately, it was just the one onion. I'd used all the others. But I love the idea of when it's dry goods or cans, we need to remember we can always store things upwards. Everybody's like, oh, yes. just flat surface, but you need to stack on top of mm -hmm. each other and maybe even buy extra shelves that fit in between the shelves you already have to add that upward space as well. I actually have found a lot of those space extenders on at places like Goodwill. Uh, there are a lot of random little tiny shelves that you can stick in a big pantry area or in a big cabinet to give you more space so that you have a little bit more to work with. Because sometimes not everything stacks neatly on top of each other. Mm -hmm. So you need that extra help with an actual shelf. And so if you have a smaller shelf inside a bigger shelf, that doubles your space. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. Any other tips for us in either saving money as we're walking up and down the aisles and hopefully not doing the splurge shopping or buying in bulk or anything like that? I like to stock up on things when they're on sale. And I like to know when a sale is going to happen. So I have created an account that's a separate email account specifically for my grocery shopping deals. And that way it doesn't spam my regular, my regular account. So it would be something like, Tony's grocery shopping deals at gmail.com or something similar like that. And then sign up for a lot of different grocery stores that you like and find out when the things that you enjoy buying are going to be on sale. And that's how I found out that our local grocery store has 
Wednesday as the best day to shop because you get last week's sales as well as this upcoming week's sales. Plus, you can use your digital coupons on top of those sales. And I wouldn't know that if I didn't subscribe to their newsletter. There are also a lot of other apps that you can use that are rebate apps that are free to use. Some of them are like um, Ibotta, Rakuten, uh, Retail Me Not. Those are those are going to give you cash back just for shopping through them. They get a kickback from the grocery store for being an affiliate and you don't have to pay anything extra, but you can sometimes save 3% or 2% and get that cash back. So those are some ways that I really love saving money. That's great. All right. And then also like one of the store grocery stores I shop at, they have a couple of different shelves throughout the store that are like last mm. chance items. And, you know, the expiration date is coming up in a week or two. And so they knock at like 50% off something. I'm really careful. I only buy the things I would normally buy anyway. So I don't always find what I would want on those shelves. But it's just nice because every once in a while you go, oh, I love that. And I would buy that. And it's 50% off or even 75% off sometimes if you come on the right day. So. I love that you mentioned that you, you make sure that you would buy it usually because that's how I end up getting spending a little bit more money than I intended because something just looks good, but it's not something that I usually purchase right. and I spend more than what's in my budget. So being thoughtful and not making those impulsive purchases yeah. is really smart. Yeah. Cause just because it's on sale doesn't mean you'll save money on it. If you never buy this to begin with. Exactly. Tony, where can we find your cookbook? It's plant-based on a diet and can people talk to you to get counseling or how do you help coach people on how to save money? I have tons of free recipes at plantbasedonabudget.com. I am available on Instagram at plantbasedonabudget. I'm always in my DMs. And so if anyone has a question about saving money or eating plant-based, reach out to me there. And then you can find my book, Plant-Based on a Budget, quick and easy, anywhere books are sold. Great. All right. Well, thank you so much, Tony Okamoto. You've helped us walk through different ways we can save a bit of money as we go shopping. Thank you so much for having me. It's been a pleasure chatting with you. Thanks for listening. You can email me with any questions or topics you want to hear about at hkelly at ksl.com. That's h-k-e-l-l-y at ksl.com. And because this is Money Making Sense, you can subscribe for free on Spotify, Overcast, Apple Podcasts, anywhere you listen to your favorite podcast, and you'll never miss another episode. Thanks for being a Money Making Sense listener. Follow your common sense on the social media, Money Making Sense, on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram.